We're Suze and Meg. We've been friends for over 20 years and now we're 40. Join us on 40 Things at 40 as we explore this new decade of life. We've each made a list of 40 things to try and we're cheering each other on. Listen in as we chat about our adventures, getting older, and why pushing outside our comfort zone is so important. So today is February 16th, 2021. Should we jump in and record our first ever podcast together? We sure should. Let's it's, do it. It's time. It's been 40 years in the making, even though podcasting didn't exist 40 years ago. <laughs> Can you imagine what we would have been listening to had it existed at that time? Gar garbage. Garbage. Sure. <laughs> 100%. But where do you want to start? So... I mean, here we are talking about 40 things at 40, our mm -hmm. grand experiment that began in 2020. Yep. And I know everyone who's listening is going to be asking, Meg, what inspired 40 things at 40? Can you tell our listeners a little bit about what we're doing here? I mean, we've been, we've sort of had a tradition as friends for as long back, you know, first of all, well, we're kind of jumping ahead here, but I don't want to get do it out of order. But when we think about our friendship, you and I have been getting together and having conversations most New Year's Eve, end of the year for almost 20 years where we would talk about what do we want the year ahead to be? We're both futuristic. We're both looking ahead. And so we've had this tradition of doing so. And I think when you and I both were approaching 40, we were starting to not feel great about what that was going to be and look like. I certainly wasn't feeling enthusiastic about turning 40. And I had heard of other people making lists or having goals that they wanted to set. And I remember talking to you and having a conversation about wouldn't it be great for us as we're coming to 40, instead of just talking about things for the year, we think about 40 things to accomplish. And I think it just sort of tapped into it. Is that how it yeah. went? I'm trying to remember. I think that's how it went. I remember you bringing the idea to... We have this great group of girlfriends. We've all been friends for a long time. And you said, hey, I think getting ready for turning 40, I want to make this list. And everyone was like, oh, yeah, that's cool, Meg. <laughs> you already started with like some really big, fun ideas. I would say for me, it took me a little bit to, to get on board. Mm. And then once we talked about it a little more, I warmed up to the idea of being It did seem exciting and like something that I wanted to jump into and yeah. like it, it just made sense with the kind of reflection we always do together at the end of the year and that's changed a lot over the years yeah maybe this is the time for us to tell people about how we know each other yes um so Megan and I have known each other for over 20 years now we met during our first year at university at Western King's College Good times shout out. college, shout out. Uh, we were both history majors. So we spent a lot of time together over four years, but we actually didn't meet because of that. We met, I don't know, Meg, if you remember, but because Megan was taking a social work class with two of our other two or even maybe more of our other friends. Yep. And at that time, you might remember that a lot of people enjoyed some cigarettes back in the late 90s. Yeah. And I saw Megan with a couple of the girls I lived in residence with. Meg wore a yellow raincoat. She was always smiling, cheerful, friendly, having a cig. And I distinctly remember seeing her in the parking lot talking with my friends. 
and thinking that is somebody I want to be friends with. It's like clear as day to me. I love that that memory now for you is both of that bright yellow raincoat, which I really question that fashion choice, um, especially because it was hot that week, that first week it was. of orientation week. It was, I remember being in residence, no air conditioning, hot, sweaty, and why the heck was I wearing a coat? But 100% I was smoking uh, with our friends hanging outside. I 100% remember meeting you too, because that was exactly the moment in the parking lot that we met each other. And then I think we found out pretty quickly that we were taking, um, in our first year, I don't even think we were taking the same courses together though, because I took modern Europe and I think you didn't. No, I did modern Europe too. Were we in the same section and didn't know? With Professor Webb, yes. Yes. Yes, I yes, totally. I but that was a huge lecture hall. Yeah, for and he was telling Monty Python jokes. Yes. We were just at the age where we kind of ish understood them, but not totally. Not totally, correct. Yeah, but I would say that's when we started to get to know each other. And then over the next four years, became really good friends, lived yeah. together in our last year of university, had some great adventures. And then we both ended up living Megan back in Kitchener where she grew up and me in Waterloo when I went off to do my master's and she was at teacher's college. You were at teacher's college. I don't yep. know if I'm speaking in the third person. Who cares? And, and you would come over to my apartment at the Richelieu. I did. A senior oriented apartment with some amazing concrete statuary in the lobby with Roman gods and goddesses. I loved that apartment building of yours, by the way. It was one <sighs> of my favorite apartment. It that always had visitor. Apartment. It always had visitor parking because of all the old people that lived there. <laughs> it had it was zero, a great place. zero visitors. Yeah. Uh, but you were like a constant visitor. I think we got together pretty much every week. You were the a hundred percent we did because I had made the transition back to living in Kitchener after living in London and feeling at, like, you know, a lot of my friends had gone off to school and I had lost touch with high school people. So I remember distinctly having that friendship with you as like an anchor for my university years and that all the transitional stuff. And then I just remember you and I discovered as time went on, we had more and more and more in common. We had, we shared a lot of the same values. We had had a lot of the same experiences. I think you knew genuinely that I cared about you and that I was going to be there. And I knew that you felt the same way. And so we just developed that year was a really special one for our, for our friendship. And then it kind of created a foundation where I think, you know, we, we have this level of care and concern for each other that we've nurtured over 20 years. And even though we haven't lived in the same city as each other since uh, 2005 would have been, when's the last Has time? Has it really been that long? I'm going to say we have not lived I in the same city so. since then. Since then. Yeah, because I was in London in 2000 and I left Waterloo for London in 2005. Yeah. And then you were in Ireland. I was at West. Yes. We were kind of zipping around the country and globally for a while. Yeah, we did. Yes. You know, if you had to describe our 20s and 30s, I mean, what's one word you might pick or a couple of words? I don't want to be negative because I think we have a tendency to look back on our younger selves and kind of shit all over it a little bit. Um, you know, like I think we have a tendency to see all the mistakes we made. Certainly my twenties were characterized. I don't know. It's, it's so, it's so unique to me, but 
a lot of self-doubt. I struggled a lot. In my teen years, I did not peak in high school. You know this. I was not somebody who like, you know, high school was the best years of my life. University. Thank God. Thank well, God. yes. We do not want to be those people. No. Thank God. You, don't, you don't want to peak that early. But my 20s were really shaped by, you know, in some ways, here's the thing about my 20s. I was very naive in some ways. I remember certainly feeling insecure about myself in a number of ways into my 20s. But I also remember having the most growth likely in my 20s. Like that's when I moved to Ireland by myself and had to do all these things alone, go to dinner on my own, you know, um, do holidays on my own. It was like a huge growth opportunity. I got my first grown up job. I remember my first year of teaching thinking like, why the heck is anybody trusting me to teach their children and parents talking to me and being like, oh, you should know, I know nothing. Like I have no authority here. So my 20s were very much characterized for me with a lot of insecurity, a lot of doubt, but also a lot of fun. I certainly went out a lot. I, I embraced friendship. I remember those nights where, you know, you have really philosophical conversations with people. Like it's, it's that part of your 20s that's awesome. But I think what surprised me about my 20s into my 40s is just I thought life enjoyment went down went down the older you get. That's what I was always sort of led to believe, right? You're you're when you're young, that's the best time in your life. And then as you get older and responsibility happens and you have less time to yourself, your enjoyment goes down. But that wasn't never in my experience, right? Like my oh, enjoyment man. of life is is better now at 40 than it was at 20. Right. I think you know yourself more, you know what your values are. And for me, at least, it really is, you know, that phrase, all killer, no filler. Mm. I that is my life now. There's no room for filler. Like the people yeah. who are here, the things that I do, even when it's stuff I don't love or things I'm stressed about, I know that it's my choice. And yes. I think in the 20s and 30s, you're still kind of finding your way. You don't want to be um, letting people down. You're maybe thinking more about what people are thinking about you. At least yes. it was. And at this age, some of that fades away. A lot of it fades away. And you really are designing what you want your life to look like. And that's yes. a thrill. It's a real thrill. I like this age. I mean, I've liked every age along the way, but there's something about this decade that feels very expansive and exciting, even yeah. though we've been in a really shitty pandemic. Yeah, let's yeah. Be honest. correct. I mean, it's put things into perspective, definitely. And I feel a lot of hope for what's to come. And I think for me, part of this list, you know, creating the 40 things list is, is sort of a recognition of what is possible on the other side of this really tough year. That's maybe that's the biggest thing until my 30s, you know, my 30s was all of the classic things you do. I mean, we do it later in life now. I can't imagine. I think about my own parents being married at like 22, having children, <laughs> three children by the time they're 27, 28. And I'm really grateful that that was not my life. Uh, it did not unfold in that way because I, I did do more, not more. I'm not trying to downplay that. But for me, I, I'm grateful that I met my, you know, husband when I was 30. And we got married when I was 32 and we had, you know, my daughter when she was, when I was 33, like my thirties were all those classic adulting moments. And that right. brought me incredible joy. But I think with that, you think once you get married, once you have a child, once you buy a house and you have a mortgage and you have a, a career that you're trying to grow into your choices and flexibility go down. And what I'm trying to realize into my forties is just the sense of possibility again, that, you know, we can talk more openly 
about what I think and feel. And I don't have to be as upset if I'm doing something different, you know, in the, in my twenties and thirties, I didn't never wanted to go against the grain or the group. It's always like, what, what does everybody want to do? I don't want to stand alone. I don't want to push back. And so as I'm growing into my forties, I like being able to be a little bit different in the way I think and, and being okay to disagree with people. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think for me, you know, I, <laughs> as we know, uh, and I think, yeah, I had some adventures as we both did. Yeah. Um, a lot of soul searching, a lot of kind of blowing in the wind, dating really inappropriate people, trying to figure out who I was and what was important to me. And a lot of that was, you know, unfortunately, I was letting myself be defined by other people. Yes. Namely men. And that really shifted for me around my mid thirties with a lot of work. And now luckily being with a partner who is a very kind, loving, fun, awesome person who I'm very grateful for, but I spent a lot of years having to learn how to be comfortable with myself. Yes. And so 40 didn't seem that scary to me, I guess, because I had that time, but um, yeah, I agree. There's something about it that does feel like it's filled with some different kinds of possibilities than when we were younger. Well, and exciting. you're right. Cause we didn't get to this point by accident. Like we both have done a lot of therapy over the last oh, yeah. 20 years of our lives and sought out people to kind of talk out what we're thinking and feeling and been challenged by things. Like we've, we've done the work. Life's handed us some difficult scenarios that we've had to kind of roll with and deal with but it's made us into who we are now don't they always say that that youth is wasted on the young which i don't love that expression mm. but i think it's the idea that if you could go back into a time with the understanding that you have now you would do things differently and that is true to an extent i think i would be a lot more confident in who i am but i think that's just part of the human experience we get older we settle into who we are and we're we're more okay with it and for you and i that level of self-assurance and confidence was not something that we would be score high in in september of 1999 <laughs> you know True, but fun and uh kind we definitely yes. would have yes high so i feel like it all evens out yeah and we and loved history. Now, you know, yeah, good history, good times yeah. together. Yeah. So we were looking at this 40 things. You yep. Know, I, I'm trying to think how this unfolded. I went over to your house. Yes. Around Christmas. So yep. 2019 before COVID. Before, all, yeah, before, before we went. knew the word. Yeah. And we both sat down and we started brainstorming what we were going to put on our 40 things list. Do you remember the criteria we set out, May? Yes, because I remember very distinctly when we were first thinking about it, our first inclination was to think about all the things we always wanted to get off of our list or we felt like we should be doing. You know, it's like by the time I'm 40, I should be able to have no debt and I should buy house should be organized and I need to downsize and I need to get more physically whatever it was like you could have approached it we could have approached it very deficit based but then I remember us saying no I don't want this list to be another make work project it's not supposed to be a, oh I have to do that I really don't want to it's supposed to be things we genuinely hadn't done I, I think the criteria was it couldn't be like punitive it couldn't be things that we should do it had to be experiences or items that are things that we were drawn to doing that we kind of always said oh i've always wanted to do that that's how we kind of and, and we i feel like we googled it um and we brainstormed with each other and some things we shared because i was like i really like that i think i'm going to do that item that you put on your list like i think you had 
uh, go to a powwow. And I was like, I've always wanted to go to a powwow. And Western always has a big one in September. So I thought, oh, I'll just, I'll finally push myself to go. Because every year I'm right. like, I should go to it. So I feel like that was the criteria. It, it, it needed to be celebratory. Um, and it needed to be a new experience and something that we kind of felt like that we've been saying, oh, I should try that. Totally. Yes. That, that, um, taking the punishment out of it. Yeah. Like it was like you say, a make work project or a way to make ourselves better. That yeah. was not the goal because I think for all of us, you can spend so much of your time picking apart the things that you could be doing better or differently. And, you know, there's a time and a place for, for self-improvement is great. In a, yeah. In a healthy way. Yeah. But this was really about in part celebrating being 40 and what all is ahead for us. As Megan said, we're both futuristic and yeah. this is a big part of that. The, the coming together right at the new year to talk about what's ahead. Totally. Do you, I'm just thinking here um, mm -hmm. about that original list because we did that for 2020. Yeah. Obviously the word world went a little bit sideways. Yeah. And we came back to the list again this year, each revamping them. But can you remember some of the highlights from last year from your list? Do you know what I, there's a lot that really stood out to me. One of my favorite parts of having the list and doing this with you, Suze, is the fact, I mean, I love doing it together because it's something creative we can do together on the side that isn't connected to our work. It's not part of um, our relationships. It's really about you and me together and, and even independently, what do we want to achieve? But some of my favorite parts are I share something on my list and people message me or text me or say, I'll do this with you or I'll support you. I love the community aspect. And honestly, in retrospect, I wish I would have done more of my list in 2020. I couldn't, honestly, I was really struggling. But I, I love that part of it, that people reach out to me and say, oh, you want to do this? I can set you up or I have a contact. And so many people have been part of it. And then I get to talk about it and share it. So that's been a big highlight. I really enjoyed um, from my previous list. Uh, I learned that I hate cross-country skiing. And, um, you know, where you're always like, I'm going to try it. That's it. That's my winter sport. And then uh, I fell down a lot and I hurt myself and I was embarrassed. Um, so I learned that cross-country skiing was out. I made a turkey and not only from making that turkey once, I made a record three turkeys in 2020, um, one in the Whoa. summer, one at Thanksgiving and one at Christmas, because I learned that actually making a turkey is way easier. It feels like the ultimate housewife, you know, cooking experience. And it really is not turkey. It's, it's pretty straightforward. So now I have a question for you about yeah, that. Because yeah. Am I misremembering? Yeah. It always said you just weren't into Turkey. Like yeah. turkey it's just not your thing. Turkey is not my thing. Yeah. So has that changed? Like, do you like the taste of it more now? Or is I enjoy, I enjoy my Turkey. I, that's the key is oh. I, I like nobody else's Turkey. You are correct in your memory of my meat. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the kind of thing you get up for friendship where you're like, I remember you don't like green Tic Tacs because of that experience you had once. Yes, totally. I, I did. I also don't enjoy roast beef. I think you know that because you do love roast beef. That's I love roast beef. I know this. I know this. This is what you I mean, learned. This is our rural heritage coming through, I think. A hundred percent. I'm like meat. salivating right now talking this about is the meat portion of the podcast. Sorry, vegetarian friends. Yeah, yeah where we talk about it. Um, 
Yeah, I I didn't love turkey. I found it to be really dry meat. Uh, and what I've discovered is that if you cook it properly, it's actually not super dry. Maybe it's just leftovers or whatever, but uh, I've discovered I like turkey when I make turkey. So maybe it's just a self-fulfilling thing, but. There you go. So that was a win from last yeah, year. Yeah, it was a big things. win. Yeah. You also made a pie. I, I did make a pie. Yeah, I kept a gratitude journal. Um, I didn't do it every day in 2020 because it was, it got harder, but I liked the practice of it. Now we've started and we've done this now for a couple of years, but I think it's really helpful is at dinner, we go around as a family and say one thing we're grateful for in the day, something specific, not just like I'm grateful for life and this, you know, we try to be specific. And then we talk about a challenge we had that day and how we dealt with it. So I love that. Gratitude is a practice was something I wanted to do more. I wrote so many positive reviews because I like the idea of spreading positivity, especially anonymously, you know, positivity with no um, intention of how it's going to benefit me, just being kind and sending that kindness out. So I wrote so many positive reviews for products that I liked. You know how they send you those surveys? Like, did you enjoy this child's bike? I was like, I did. And I'll tell you what I liked about it. So. <laughs> and I especially like the bell. And yes. The yep. It was a I good really, time. It was. But don't we need that? I mean, yeah. we need that kind of positivity. And 100%. I hundred percent for me, you know, what I realized about midway through last year yeah. when, you know, I started a new job, there's just so much on my plate that 40 things kind of fell off. But I also realized there were ways I could adapt the things yes. on my list. Yeah. So I had had, you know, swim in the ocean. I've never swam in the ocean. That That's I insane to me. I know. Um, so I decided I really wanted to do that. Well, obviously with travel things, that wasn't happening. That's but hard. I did go to a lake and I swam in the lake. So check mark. It's not quite the same, but I went to the Muskoka's, had never spent time there. And we stayed at this cool little resort for a night and I floated out in the lake. So it. it wasn't exactly as I had intended it, but it's still, I think the lists help build intentionality. Mm. You're really paying attention. And like you say, with the gratitude thing, it just makes you more aware of what's going on around you and, and what you can appreciate in your life, even when things are hard, which 100%. definitely were last year. And still are in a lot of ways. There's something really, I mean, it's not new. This isn't like new information, but if you put your intentionality of what you want to achieve and you put it out publicly for people to share, if you feel comfortable, then what comes back to you is, a, is an amazing thing to share your experience, to share what you're hoping. People always sort of pull, I think, to an extent for not an underdog, but they like to see progression. They like to see creativity. Not all the time. We have very limited time. But I think there's something fun about seeing somebody do something they've never done before and setting that intention because I've heard from a few people who have said, oh, I saw your list. I tracked it. It made me think about doing my own. Uh, that kind of stuff is, is great that we can be in connection and, and learn about things to try and do in an average year. Like I, I like that part of it a lot. Definitely. And one of the things we did, we haven't mentioned, is we started a Facebook page. Yes, we did. The 40, go check it out. And that's where we share our lists. So we revamped our list for 2021, yeah. modified them for current events, and also thought about what's reasonable for us to get done this year. What do we want to get done this year? And every week we each do a post. Yeah. So I think we started again up the middle of January, if not before. And it's been a lot of fun. Make posts on Tuesdays. I post on Thursdays. Yep. 
share what we're up to. And recording a podcast is one of those things. I know we're both, cro- this is beautiful because now we're both crossing something off of our list at the same time, Suze. This is great. It's very thrilling. Um, I'm trying to think, is there, I mean, anything about our list this year that we wanted to share with folks? I'm, I don't know how about you, you're organizing stuff. I'm certainly looking ahead for some things knowing I can't do it to the fall. So one of the things I am really determined to do is to run a 10K because I ran a 5K back in 2019 or 2018. I I don't know, maybe 2019. And the act of just training and doing it at a slow rate, I by no means a runner or uh, someone, you know, who's going to break records, but I really liked the act of doing it and pushing myself physically. I've never been sports oriented. You know this. I don't like organized sports. I'm not coordinated in that way, but running is independent um, because you can do it at your own rate. So I have a plan sort of October to try to tackle a 10K. So I've been strategic. Some things I've put off knowing it's the later part of the year, but I try to look at the list now and see what's kind of motivating me. And when you put it out there, you're more likely to follow up. So I'm looking over it and kind of judging it week by week on what feels right to me right now. And then having an eye of like, what's going to happen later in the year and what, how it's going to kind of unfold. I still, I took beers and bikes off my list. It was on my original one. Right. Because it's in Amsterdam, right? Amsterdam. It's going to happen. At some point I'm going to ride a bike in Amsterdam with a tap and have beers and bikes. And I because, feel like that's, it's already there. It's, it's, uh, it's happening yeah. in some alternate universe. Yes. Like, yes. A bike drinking a beer. I mean, I could, canal. I could just ride a bike around town drinking, but I feel like that's not a hundred percent the way to adapt the experience for what I was looking for. That's a good point. You know, me swimming in a lake in, you know, when I yeah. didn't have the ocean, not quite the same as riding your bike around your small town, finding a creek to drink by. Maybe. Uh, Well, who knows? Whatever. We'll see how the year progresses. I mean, for me, the goal this year with 40 things is really to do things that make me feel more like myself. Mm. Last year, really stressful new job, so much going on. I just felt the squeeze and like I wasn't doing things that felt like me. So, you know, I'm listening to more music. That was one of my goals. I joined something called the New York Adventure Club. I'm going to their webinars about all things New York City. Love New York. Miss it. It's been a great way to feel like me. Mm, So that's what I'm looking forward to this year is things that feel good, stretch me, are celebratory, and, and, you know, stretch my learning too, like doing this podcast. So we're excited. I think we can say to share this journey over the next year with you about our 40 things. Mm -hmm. We're going to be highlighting what we're up to, what we're learning, have some good laughs. It's going to be a lot of fun. And hopefully inspire other people to join us. Cause I think that also makes us, we'll, we'll pull in some of our friends and family who we've uh, gently pressured into joining with us because it's nice to share it, right? I mean, I think for us, it, it fits in with who we are and our values of forward thinking and growth mindset and the future and what it holds and, and celebration together. But for me too, selfishly, I hope we can recruit some other people to join us too. And even if it's like 10 things they want to do this year or five, whatever people have the energy to do. Because I do you, did you not find us when you told people you're going to do 40 things? They were like, that's way too many <laughs> things to achieve yeah. in a year. Yeah. 
It's too much. Even it's, though it's, probably if we all went and looked at what we do in a year, you'd easily have, well, I hope anyway. Yeah. Interesting things, but maybe not. I totally. Totally. I'm pumped too. And, and that's my hope, Sue, is that we can have some time. And it's what it's a record of how we are in this moment in time in our 40th year, what we're up to. And so we'll just see how it goes. See how it works Absolutely. out. Absolutely. Yes, the historians. We've got to have this record. We gotta record it. Yep. We don't record it. Yeah, you know it. All right. All right. And you can wrap it up. Well, we're gonna see each other next week. If you want to know more information about our list and see what we're gonna be tackling this year, we'll put the 40 Things at 40 Facebook link in the show notes.